Amen. We bless God. Amen. Anybody ever had to call on the name? Anybody ever had to get in the closet and call on the name? Anybody ever feel like that you wasn't good enough for God's grace? That's what that man said. He said, there was times I didn't feel like I was good enough for God's grace. Is it anybody in the building happy at the fact that God don't need to clear it, nobody to be okay with you? Amen. He can bless you and he can keep you and he can. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord today. Excited to be in the house of the Lord today. That has just got a report that Just got a report that don't know what's in the, the rest of the offering, but uh, someone just sold a $500 seed into the sound equipment hookup. Amen. Don't know what else was in there, but <laughs> amen. We love, we love to see God, God's people trusting him. Amen. Children's church is open. Ain't that something, they don't even wait for me to get it out no more, right? Come on, Pastor, get to our part. We got to get up out of here, amen. Youth church is open, amen. We bless God for our children's church pastor, Pastor Miriam Lyons and Pastor Shaniqua Grayson with our youth ministry, amen. 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 We bless God for the job that they do. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If I was over the ministry and the youth, I would be a little heartbroken right there. Because I said, we bless God for the children's church pastor and the youth pastor, Pastor Lyons and Pastor Grayson, for all that they do. Let's give God a hand clap. Amen. Excited to be in the house of the Lord today. We will be dealing with our sermon series, Focused 23. Focus 2023. Last week, we started a new year, the new year out with a sermon series entitled Focused. The working definition for the word focus that we were using is to give a lot of attention, time, effort, etc., to one particular area of business and knowing exactly what you want to achieve. Today, I'd like to adjust that definition a little more so that it would fit in actuality what it is that we're talking about. So let's define the word focus like this, to give a lot of attention, time, effort, etc., to one particular area and knowing exactly what you want to achieve. I wanted to take the area of business out of it because it made the definition a bit generic for the purpose in which we were trying to use it. And so today I want to deal with this definition a little so, so that we can all leave here with a clear understanding of what it is that we're talking about when it comes to being a focused Christian. The definition says that we should give a lot of attention to a lot of attention and time to, and what we should be giving a lot of attention and time to is the word of God. In fact, in the Bible, it tells us in the book of Joshua, chapter one, verse number eight, 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Notice that the Bible doesn't say that you will have success, okay success, any old kind of success, but it rather says that you will have good success. Let's look at this version. Uh, let's look at this same verse in the New Living Translation. And it says, study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything, everything that is written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So not only does this let us know that we are to give the Bible attention in time, but we are to study this book of instruction continually. I like the definition that I found for the word continually. It simply means without interruption and constantly. Without inter interruption and constantly. And, and that's how we need to be reading the word of God without any interruption. We need to be reading it constantly and we need to be reading it all the time. Let me just go ahead and bless about 10 of you in the building today. The next time that you set out to read your word, put your phone in another room. You don't necessarily have to cut it off unless you have an Apple watch, which will let people let you know that you're getting a call even though the phone is in another room. But if you have an Apple watch, take it and put it in the other room as well. In other words, when you decide that you're going to read the word of God, be intentional about giving God all of your attention, all of your time. You remember when you were trying to get adjusted to the new job, you, you know, you wouldn't accept calls then. You accepted them after you got the job and you got comfortable. But, but when you was trying to get the understanding of the job, you didn't want any phone calls. You didn't, you didn't look at Facebook. You, didn't, you gave total attention to what it is uh, that you were doing because you wanted to learn it. You wanted to be the best at it. You wanted to have it down. I wonder sometimes how God feels when we kind of read the Bible. Anybody know what kind of reading the Bible is? It's when you're reading, but, you know, you're watching a little TV. It's when you're reading, but you're checking your text because it just went off, and you just sent an email. But you're reading, and, you know, you're on Facebook, and you're scrolling, and you make this quick post real quick, and then you're back to reading. It's kind of reading the Bible. I wonder what God feels like when we kind of read his word because, in actuality, we're just kind of paying attention to him. I don't care who told you. I don't care where you read it. I don't care how close the person was that told you was to you. There is no way for you to consider yourself a Christian and you not be in your word on a constant basis. There is no way possible that we can call ourselves saved and not be in the word. And, and the only way, if there was ever a way, would be if you was living in some third world country where the Bible is outlawed. And you have, uh, but, but since you're not living in that type of a country, you have no excuse for not reading the word every day. And, and, and why should you read your word every day? Because you are living every day. Did you catch that? I need to be in my word every day because I'm living every day. Amen. 
And as long as you are living, there are going to be issues to arise, struggles that if not dealt with properly, that can land you in some of the worst type of situations. And, and the word helps us to, it, it combats those scenarios. Amen? Listen, when the Bible says in Jeremiah 1, uh, 1 and 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it for then you uh, for then you will make your ways prosperous and then you will have good success let's let's focus on that on that last sentence for a second and then you shall have good success <laughs> how, how many of us in here uh, have certain issues that we struggle with anybody in here you know uh, uh, certain issues uh, unhealthy appetites unrighteous proclivities, habits. How many of us just real enough to say, I, I got some struggles that I don't necessarily want to talk to everybody about. I won't want everybody to know, but, but I got some, some unhealthy appetites. And, 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 and if I don't check these unhealthy uh, and unrighteous ways, uh, they can have me in a real bad place. Anybody real enough just to, just to admit that in the building? Amen. All right. Uh, and, 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 well, see, that's where the word of God comes in. Because it has the power to transform you. That's why the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse number 2, in the New King James Version, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Now, now I want you to catch this. The word conform means to behave to behave according to the usual standards of behavior that are expected by a group or a society. Now, 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 here's one, if not one of the biggest problems, if not the biggest problem in the 21st century westernized church. And that would be conforming, non-conforming. Conforming, non-conforming. Conforming means to behave according to the usual standards of behavior that are expected by a group or society. And the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not behave according to the usual. And the usual means the world's standards. And, and our behavior should not resemble the world's behavior, not in one little bit. The problem is that too many self-proclaiming Christians, and if you remember, uh, we talked about self-proclaiming in the Bible study, and, and self-proclaiming simply means uh, someone to call themselves something, but there's really been no proof that what they call themselves is true. Oh, Lord. You know, we got a whole lot of self-proclaiming people. Amen? You know, a lot of people just tell you that they are the best at this, are the best to... And they're self-proclaiming. And, 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 and the sad part about this is there's a lot of people who go to church who self-proclaim to be Christians, but there's really not a lot of proof to back that statement up. Oh, God. So the problem is we have too many self-proclaiming Christians uh, that are operating from the standard of the world, are functioning in the behaviors of the world. And the problem with that is the world has no standard. That's the problem with saying, I'm going to go along with the masses, is that the masses has no master. And, and the only master that they do have is the master that is the king of the kingdom of darkness. See, 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 it's high time, and you might as well do it in the second Sunday of the year to make a decision on who you're going to serve. 
who is your master. And am I just going to come to church for something to do on Sunday mornings or, or am I going to come because there's about to be a transformation in me? You see. You know, I, I, I had to, let me just put it like this. I had to stop tripping to see that it works. This thing actually works. Is it anybody that, that, that played with it for a while? <laughs> and then, and then it, Lord, have mercy. Played with it for a while, but, 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 but even in the playing, you could see that there was a reality that was, that it was something beautiful, there was something powerful behind it. And, 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 and all of a sudden, you just made a decision. Just, just, I'm, I'm going to stop tripping. And you found out this thing really works. I, I want to suggest to everyone in the building that there is not a proclivity. There is not a habit. There is not an issue-ism. There is not a sickness. There is, there is nothing that the word cannot handle. There is nothing that the word cannot deliver you, snatch you from. Lord, have mercy. world, the problem in the church community is we have taken on the community of the world and the community standard has no standard at all. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And, and, and the behaviors of the world are contrary as well as offensive to the kingdom of God. So, and, and, and this might sound strange and even a bit sad, but what needs to happen is that the self the self-proclaiming Christian needs to conform to the standards of the Bible. <laughs> let's, let's just take it deeper. Because you would think that we in church, we already conformed to the word. Can I just go ahead and say this? And I know that it might, it might, it might cause some anguish or some offense, and I don't mean to, but it's just the truth. But, 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 but if I'm just being real in here, about 70% of this building has not conformed to the word. We have conformed to the idea of the word. We have conformed to the, to the, to the ideology of the, but, the, the but, but, but we've really not conformed, taken on the word. Lord, have mercy. So, so, so how, many, how many in here would say uh, uh, conforming to the ways of the word is easier said than done. Let's be honest. It's easier said. It is. It is. And we're going to get on, get on into that, right? Because I agree 100% with you. And the reason, uh, 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 the reason, Lord, have mercy. Uh, I have Satan. I've never received emails on this thing. Uh, uh, the, re <laughs> the reason it is is because the world is deep is a deep and dark place. Anybody ever been in the world? I ain't talking about, you know, you know. So, so some people put their toe in the world. Some people put their whole foot in the world. But, but anybody like me had a swimsuit for the world? Just plunged all in. Take me, I'm yours. And you quickly found out that this place, this world, it was, it was, 
it was dark and it was it was deep and it was sinister and 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 and, and it could hook its claws in you from from all over the place and 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 and, and have you in everything quicker than you could say no to. You remember, you remember when you really got all in it, you just you just realized, you know, I'm off the porch, it's on its own. And 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 the next thing you know, you was pulled over here and you was pulled over there. And, and I just started with I just I just wanted to I just wanted to have a little sex. I didn't want to become an addict. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I, I didn't want to be a drunk. I was just trying to fit in. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to be a liar. I, I didn't want to be a thief. I, I didn't want to get caught up in everything that I've... I, can I just be real? I, I didn't want to be a prostitute. I didn't, I, I didn't want... I was just trying to... I was trying to feel good. The world, it's, it's addictive. And, come on, let's just be real in that. And, and, and that, that's the only way you're going to be delivered anyway is if you be real about it, right? Uh, that's the only way that you're going to get delivered from the madness is being real about it. It's, it's, uh, it is addictive, and, and the reason that it is addictive is because it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> ain't, ain't, a, ain't a soul in this building that don't like feeling good. And, and, and the feel good, no matter how fleeting, no matter how short the feel good lasts, it feels good and it felt good. And, and that's where the addiction lies. And if not saved, if not delivered, that's what uh, you will spend the rest of your life chasing, the feel good. I, was, I, was, I, I used to go to the rooms, the NA rooms, and, and one of the most powerful things that I heard an addict say one time, uh, he said, he said I'm, not, I'm not getting high to get high. I'm getting high to catch the first one. He said, he said I'm, I'm, I'm getting high to catch the first one. You, uh, you understand what I'm saying to you? And, 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 and because you can remember what the first one felt like, Lord, how mercy. God. Oh, God, be, be, because you can remember what the first one put you through and how to, woo, 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 you know, and, 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 the next thing, and, and, and the next thing you know, you spend the next 10 years chasing the first one. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Yay, Lord, have mercy. And you try and you try and you try to get the first one. Losing credibility, losing self-respect, losing who you are in you, losing, losing your heritage, losing your inheritance, losing, chasing the first one. No, baby, you, I, I, I know you, I know, Lord have mercy. And, and watch this, and, and, and what Satan does is he promises you uh, the feel good and the potential of this person and the potential of that person. And, and when, when God is saying, no, baby, I, I, I know you go to church and I, and I know you sing in the choir and I know you pay your tithes and all of that is good, but in order to get what it is that I have, in order to get what Satan is promising but can never deliver, you are going to have to be not just changed, but you're going to have to be transformed. And transformed by your mind, by the, by the renewing of your mind. And the only way that you can renew your mind, the Lord says, is through my word. 
Now, 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 I want you to get this, and I'm already almost done. I, I want you to get this because this is important. When you think about how jacked up you have been, when you think about how foul you were, when you think about how nasty you can get, a simple change won't do. Ain't no change gonna, ain't no change gonna be enough for, for how you really are. Ain't no change. <laughs> This isn't like uh, the, 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 the changing of clothes. The changing of clothes can change your appearance, but it doesn't change who you are on the inside. You understand what I'm saying to you? The change of a year, it, 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 it means that we did another 365 days, but it has nothing to do with because the year changed, so did you. Nothing changes until the mind changes. And let me tell you something. You can't have the mind of no punk if you're going to walk this walk out for real. Your mind is going to have to be able to go through some things. Your mind is going to have to be able to set through some things and watch some things and let some things go and call some things out and be able to be grown enough to stand in the fire despite what comes your way. Hear nothing about no 2023. It could be 2093. If your mind isn't the change, you're going to walk in here with whatever you got on being the same old you. And, and the mind doesn't change until the mind comes to the point of the way that it's going is not working for me. And once you come to that conclusion, now you have a serious decision to make. Am I going to do? And see, that's the thing about believers because uh, are the self-professing Christian because they know the way to go. The question is, are you ready to do what the Bible says do? And if you ain't ready to do what the Bible says do, then, then, then you, you, know, you, you can come. You can come. It just ain't going to do nothing for you. If, if you're not ready to do what the, the, when the Bible says, that settles it. It's over. The problem with the 21st Christian, uh, uh, 21st century westernized Christian is we want to, we want to decide what parts we're going to do. We strong till we ain't. No, no, you got to be strong till you ain't. Then you got to be strong some more. And sometimes you don't got to be strong enough to speak in Hebrew, Greek, or Latin. Sometimes you ain't got to be strong enough to speak in tongues. Sometimes you just got to be strong enough to pick up the phone and say, listen here, I'm about to trick it all off. Can we just stay? Can, can we just be real in here today? Can we just stay on the phone till this feeling go away? Can we, can we just stay on the phone until I'm over what it is that's coming up against me? Girl, I'm in here getting ready to mess it all up. Dog, I'm about ready to throw it all away. We got to be strong enough to be able to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, this is where I am. That's all. That's all. You ain't got to do the holy dance. You ain't got to run around here speaking in tongues. I don't want to go back. I got two days clean of whatever it is that I've been delivered from, and I ain't ready to throw that two days, and it just might be two days to you, but baby, it's the world to me. No shame. Shouldn't be no shame in calling somebody to say, I don't want to mess my life up anymore. I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep my vow to God. Ain't no shame in that. And if you feel ashamed, watch this, then if you feel ashamed calling somebody and talking to them about something like that, then you are either in the wrong church or you got the wrong perception of your church. And one thing I love about the Unity Worship Center, we all ex- mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Oh, excellent. Yeah, da, da, da. I, I, Brenda, can I, um, Sister Melinda, can I be real? I was working on this this morning, and I said, and I thought about you. I said, Sister Melinda ain't, ain't never, Sister Melinda, and the Lord said, you don't know her business. Boy, you better write this sermon. <laughs> Blew my mind. Blew my mind. I said, what? Sister Melinda, she said, you better write this sermon. Because all of us have been in a place, Lord, have mercy, where we, we didn't need to be. Change means, I want you to catch this, I want you to understand the difference. Change means to make someone or something different, to alter, to modify. When I think about modify, uh, I think about the fast. Uh, because we, we started years ago at Grove Temple, we started what's called, what many of us are on now, the Daniel Fast. 21 days of fruits, vegetables, and water. That's it. And when I thought about the fast, I thought about one of my daughters in the Lord. She's in Texas right now, uh, uh, Minister Sherelle. And she was hilarious because it was her first time fasting. And she came up to me and she said, uh, uh, I just want you to know so I ain't lying. I modified the fast. That word modifies what made me think about it. And I said, well, well, you know, it's fruits, vegetables, and waters. How do, you, how, do you, how do you see that you've modified it? And she said, well, you know, on Wednesdays I eat chicken. <laughs> on Thursdays I have a little bread. Mondays I, I have just a little sweetener in my co coffee. Fruits, vegetables, water. And she said, so I just, you know, I... I said, well, honey, you ain't on a fast, you're on a diet. When I think about the word modify, it's kind of like uh, Kenneth's hat is right here. But if I put it right there, it's changed. But he still has access to the hat. He don't got to do much to get to the modification. It's right there. So when I think about modify, when I think about alter, when I think about, you know, just to, to change a little bit, I don't get excited about that. But the word transform, it means to go through a period of metamorphosis. Oh, Lord. You understand what I'm saying to you? Uh, to change in condition, in nature, or character. Uh, and, and, then, and then another word for it was to convert. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, and, and do you see the difference in the significance of change and transform? It, it's, it's a major difference. Uh, then there is the word I, I saw it said to convert. And the Lord gave me this this morning. And, and this is deep because the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something. The Bible always proved true. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bring back things to your remembrance. And so when I was working with this, the Holy Spirit took me. He said, remember Galatians 1 and 8? He said, Galatians 1 and 8 says this. But even if we or an angel from heaven, you hear how deep that is? Even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. Woo. This is powerful. This is powerful. And, 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 and when I saw the word convert in the definition for transform, I, I had to look it up. And, and convert means to change one's religious faith or beliefs. I'm going somewhere. I know I'm giving you a lot of definition. I know I'm giving you a lot of content, but it's all for your good. 
It means to change one's religious faith or beliefs. Paul says in Galatians that even if we, the we means him and the rest of the disciples are the apostles. He says, he says, he says, even if we, Lord have mercy, teach any other doctrine. Watch this. Then he gets deeper. He says, even if an angel, watch this, and he takes it deeper. You, angel is deep, but he takes it deeper from heaven. Oh, God. He wants you to understand how important what he is about to say. He said, even if we, if you catch me, if you catch my crew, if you catch an angel, if you catch an angel from heaven where God himself dwells, preaching or teaching another gospel, let them be a curse. So you have to wonder, you have to wonder, why would he say that? Why would he say that? Why, why, why would he say if you preach or teach another gospel? Is there, is there possibly, is there possibly another gospel? Well, there's just not the kingdom of God. There's just not the kingdom of light. There's also the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan. So it would only, it would only make sense to believe that if there is a kingdom of of, of, of God that there's a kingdom of the enemy. So, so, so it would only make sense that there, there has to be a gospel for such a kingdom. Lord, have mercy. Now, now, now the word gospel is derived from the Anglo-Saxon term, and I forgot to send this to, to Whitney, I'm sorry, uh, termed God spell. Did I send it to you? Okay. God dash spell. Okay. Little G. Now, 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 get this. I want you to catch this. Uh, 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 uh. And, 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 and if we look at it from, and, and what that way means is good story. God dash spell means good story. Now, when we bring it into the Latin and into the Greek, it means good news. Oh, or good telling. People of God, I need you to understand that there is another gospel that the enemy is teaching. There is another story that the enemy is preaching, and that is that we can do whatever we want with who we want whenever we want. It's, it's telling our children, if it makes you happy, if it makes you feel good, you should do it. If it pays your bills, just do it. It's telling our children and the adults alike, follow your heart. And it is a gospel that is inconsistent and contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Anybody sometimes, anybody, anytime somebody tell you, follow your heart, get away from them. Why? Because you're biblically correct around here. And we know that the, the heart above all things is wicked. God asked a question. He said, who, who can know it? So when somebody tells you to follow your heart, get away from them. They are preaching to you the gospel of the kingdom of darkness, and they are trying to dupe you in, watch this, whether they know it or not. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. 
It's a gospel that says sex before marriage is cool. It's a gospel that says a white lie is okay. It's a gospel that says, hey, maybe, hey, uh, may, maybe God made a mistake when he made you a boy or he made you a girl. The devil is a lie. And when anyone comes talking this foolishness or any other sinful, demonic conversation that is contrary to the word of God, let them be accursed. Let them be accursed. We don't like that. Uh, we don't like that. You, you, you know why most of us don't like keeping the word, although we want to like God? Because if we're going to keep the word, we've got to check some folk. If we're going to keep the word, watch this, it means we can't keep everybody. And I just want you to know, Unity Worship Center, you're in a season of your life where God is sitting on the throne asking, what is it that you desire to keep? What are you going to keep and what are you going to get rid of? Are you going to keep on continuing to keep the things that are contrary to me and my word? Or are you going to keep what I called you to keep? Are you going to walk worthy of the calling in which I called you for? What are you going to do? Lord, have mercy. Hey, Lord, have mercy. What are you, you going to do? Some, some, some of you are at the crossroads of your life. Because if, if I walk this thing out for real, I'm, I'm probably going to be ending up walking alone. But that's a lie of the devil. That's another part of that lying gospel. Because I remember in Hebrews 13 and 5 where God said, uh, uh, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, what can mere man do to you? So, baby, you should walk and not just walk, but you should walk with boldness. And you should walk with confidence, knowing that the Lord, your Savior, is by your side. See, transformation will cause major change in your spiritual beliefs. And those of us that have been out there in the world, even just a little bit, will need that transformation because a little change won't do. So, so, so we have to get focused, beloved. We have to get in our word. In fact, for those of you who are into these New Year's resolutions and all of that, I want to challenge you uh, to take on a new challenge. And let me tell you why you should stray away from those New Year's resolutions, because most times the New Year's resolutions that you make, they depend on the will of you. And it's a demonic setup from the beginning of the year because, because Satan understands that your resolution if it rests on the power of you, will fail by March. Pastor, what makes that so demonic? Because by March, here you are looking at yourself again in the same situation as the last three years, the last three resolutions, doing the last thing, doing the same thing all over, and you begin to ask yourself, what's wrong with you? You begin to dislike you. You begin to see failure in you. You begin to see someone that is weak and cannot get it together. And Satan says, as long as I can keep you in that mindset, you have no choice but to turn to me. Because ain't no way you're going to be in God and think you're weak. Ain't no, think, ain't no way you're going to be in God and think that you ain't enough. Ain't no way you're going to be in God and don't have no strength. You understand what I'm saying to you? So Satan says, I want you to fail, and you will, because you're relying on the will of you instead of the will of the Father. But if you, maybe, let me tell you something, maybe you can keep your resolutions, but, but, but saturate them in the power of God. 
God, if it be your will, I'm going to lose 20 this year. God, if it be your will, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to finish it. God, if it be your will, I'm going to come up out of this demonic relationship and I'm going to shine like the star I was created to be. God, if it be your, you understand what I'm saying to you, but anytime you just sit back and you want to post, it's a new day, it's a new year, and like everything is about to change. The haters is getting ready to come up out of my life. The haters ain't the problem in your life, baby. The problem in your life is you. Care nothing about no haters. You saved, you don't care nothing about no haters. Well, what do we care about haters for? We saved. Haters, uh, I got haters. That means I'm paying attention. I'm supposed to be too busy to be paying attention to haters, to somebody, what they got to say about me or what they feel about me. What you care about something like that for? And God has given you a precious kingdom mandate to operate in. Nothing about what nobody got to say. So I want to offer you a new challenge. I want to challenge you to read the word every day. And that's the easy part. Here comes the challenge. And when you get to the point that you don't understand, I want you to ask somebody for some help. Watch this. And you know, I come from a certain mentality, so loyalty is everything with me. Don't be running around here asking other people from other churches what this means. Because <laughs> you, don't, you don't really, you don't necessarily, so, so, so you can ask them what they mean on this, but you don't know where they, what, what they're saying, where it's coming from. from. From the foundational belief that they believe from. And, and, and watch this, what, what can be dangerous is you can be listening, because see, the only thing worse than a lie is a half-truth, because <laughs> a half-truth is believable. See, see but, but, but when you sit back and you see Pastor Sonia Gross, who, who can't preach a sermon without breaking down and crying because the anointing of God is all over her life, you understand what I'm saying to you? When you sit back and you see uh, Pastor Lyons, who, who could be in the hospital on a Friday, don't know if she even going to be able to be uh, 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 released by Friday night, but in full praise, out dancing every last one of y'all in her own Sunday morning. When, when you see, when you see uh, Pastor Grayson dealing with an autistic child and all the hell that she's going through, driving up and down the highway and, and handling it all on her own, but you see him steadfast, rooted, and grounded. When you see Minister Larissa, you understand what I'm saying to you. Give, I can call her in 10 minutes and Bible study can be done. You understand what I'm saying to you. When you see this, do you know who you ought to call? Don't be going there. Don't be, don't, uh, we homegrown around here. <laughs> and unlike the world, homegrown in the spirit is, is pretty darn good. It's pretty darn good. In other words, in, in any, any of my pastors or ministers, I, 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 can, I can say to you, I can say to you, go to such and such with confidence, and I don't expect to see anything contrary to the word of God. I, 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 can, I, can, I can say, I can say, I'm learning this now. I'm learning this now. I, I, I'm going to be able to say, text Sister Lathan, text Minister Lathan, and go to bed. Me go to bed. Knowing that who you call, they good stock. Hey man, call, call Deacon Merle. I'm wore out, and you're in good hands. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? 
Don't be, be careful about where you're where you catching your snacks at. <laughs> I know you eat your meals here, but, but be careful about where you catch your snacks. Because <laughs> just because it fills you up don't mean it's filling. Do you hear what I said to you? Just because it fills you up don't mean it's filling. And there's a whole lot, I, I didn't heard a whole lot from a whole lot of ministries that I just 110% totally disagree with, biblically disagree with it. So be careful about who you ask. So the challenge is, read your word. And when you get to the point where you don't understand, they got this, uh, they got this, this device that according to the power that worketh in you, it can either be righteous or it can be demonic, and it's called Google. Do a little studying. The difference between a study and a reader is a what? Is a notebook. That's right. A pen and a pen. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? So, 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 so do a little studying. And, and, and if you say, you know what, I, I, I want to be sure about this. I'm not. Call one of us. Call them. Call them. They can help you. They want to help you. Everybody in this church on any given Monday I should be able to call you and say, you got Bible study Wednesday. And all I should get in return is, yes, sir. I'm on it. I got it. I, I love the way Pastor Gross does Sunday school. She just made teachers. Come here, you look like you got a word. <laughs> People started sidestepping Pastor Gross. Like, uh, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, she's picking anybody. She's picking anybody. <laughs> but do you know that you are supposed, if, if I walk in here today and say, and say, I am really not feeling good and none of the pastors are here, do you know that, that I should be able to call on any one of you and you should be able to preach the gospel? It ain't a whole lot to it. It ain't a whole lot to the good news. You know what it is. He died and he rose with all power in his hand. In conclusion, I promise I had a whole sermon. It had to deal with nothing but focus. And I told Kevin this this morning. I said, I don't know what happened to the sermon. Somewhere down in there, focus got lost. And then the Holy Spirit hit me, didn't he? Right there in the office, the Holy Spirit said, no, it didn't get lost. Reading the word, folk need to get focused on reading the word. You, let me say this again, beloved. You will not make it without the word. And, and not just reading it, you got to apply it. You, let me tell baby, there's some of y'all that is sick and tired of being sick and tired. And let me tell you something, I wrote the book on it. You hear me? I wrote a book on it. It's called My Failures Qualify Me. You can get it right after church. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to get, if you want to, if you want to overcome it, make the decision. You're going to have to set in some pain. Contingent upon the mistakes you made to get you to the point of sick and tired. But if you sit in it, Lord, have mercy. And you sit in that word and you decide, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this word. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of nope, 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 because I, I, I get to. Anybody, anybody get halfway down there and then all of a sudden get silly, get distracted, get thrown off, get knocked. Then you find yourself right back at square A and it's harder, it's harder, it's harder when you try to get back in it. But I want to suggest to you to sit down in it. Deal with the pain 
of the consequence of what you've done and get on through it. He's waiting for you. He's got work for you to do. Not just Pastor Lyons, not just Pastor Gross, not just the ministry team. He's got work for you. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe and do according to what is written in it, all that is written in it. For then you will make your ways prosperous and you will have good success. New Living Translation. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then, only then, only then, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Earlier in the sermon, I'm done. Earlier in the sermon, I asked a question. And the question was, how many of us in here have certain issues that we struggle with? Unhealthy appetites, unrighteous habits, and if not careful, those unhealthy and unrighteous ways can have you in a bad place. I ask how many, how many of us have those type of issues and isms? Well, notice what the word promises, that we will succeed in all that we do. In other words, we will experience victory over those unhealthy appetites and unrighteous habits. How many of you have, have, have these proclivities or these things that you just get caught up in and you think you got it beat and then the next thing you know, you failed again. You lost again. You're back where you started from again. The Bible says, it promises that if, it says only when you do everything that it says, will you have good success. We don't have to uh, you, you understand what I said? Notice with the, it, you don't have to continue to fail. You don't have to continue to lose. You don't have to morally continue to come up short. If we would take this book, and, and notice what the New Living Translation calls it, the book of instruction. What do they call the Bible? Basic instruction. Instructions. Instructions for what? Instructions for how to say no. Whitney, come down here. Come here. I got to be obedient to the Lord. Come down here. How do we, how do I, how do I stop losing? Do what the word says. We make this so complicated. We make this so hard. We make this so mystic, so spooky. How do, I, how do I stop being sick of myself? By doing what the word says. By doing what the word says. Guess what that means? Have a seat right next to your friend here. Guess what that means? That means that you got to get rid of how you think how you feel. And when it get hard, your mind can't be no punk. You got to decide, I'm going to sit down in it. I shall not be moved. And it's hard. Oh, it's hard. Because those hooks that you're trying, the hooks of the world that you're trying to take out of you, they're so deeply embedded and it seems like every time that you try to take them out, it rips something on the inside of you. 
But God says many of the afflictions of the righteous and I'll deliver, I've delivered them out of them all. You've got to sit in it. While working on this word today, you popped up in my mind. And I don't know why, because immediately you popped up in my mind. It's never happened like this before. And the Lord said, from here on, be here for Sunday school. Send the scriptures, Pastor Gross, to Whitney for Sunday school. Watch this. God says, this is a request from the heavens for you as well. While you're turning the screens, study the scriptures. In this season, as the screens are changing, study them. In this season, everything will be for you. And watch this, watch this. And now, it is your responsibility. Y'all care about each other, right? Y'all love each other. Y'all great friends. Ain't nothing demonic about the love. They're just great friends. God says, well, I'm holding you responsible for one another. When she says something that ain't a God and you don't call it, when she says something that ain't a God and you don't call it, when you see her operating and functioning in a way that is contrary and inconsistent with the ways of God and you don't say nothing about it, when you see her operating and functioning in ways that are inconsistent and contrary to the word of God and you don't say nothing about it, woe, woe to the hypocrite, woe to the one that does not keep his word. In other words, what God is saying is, I am promoting you despite you, despite your lives, your personal lives, anything that's going on in your lives. God says, I am promoting you. I got something for you to do that's bigger than turning screens. I got something for you to do that's bigger than singing on the praise team. I am promoting you and I'm holding you. You, Unity Worship Center, sees either one of them at the Walmart, at the Red Lobster, at the wherever, operating in any way that is contrary to way into which they've been called. It is your responsibility to pull them to the side and say, hey, you need to get that together for real. Well, I don't know. Oh, no, get it together. And it is your responsibility to receive. want to know how it gets better. I had to stop tripping to find out for myself this thing is real. It works. My God, it works. It works. And not only does it work, it is worth not only does it work, it is worth it. Amen? Let's give God a hand clap because he is, he is so good. Listen, if we have, if we have anybody in the building today 
that has not given themselves over. Now listen to what I said. Has not given themselves over. To our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you are still in control of your life, if you're still calling all the shots in your life, but today, today is the day that you want to give your life in totality to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And let me just tell you, beloved, that's the only way, that's the only way this works. It is the only way it works. This God that we serve, he doesn't take 90%. This God, I know you come from some of those teachings to tell you, just start somewhere. The devil is a lie. Start all in. Start all in. Because if you only jump in 94%, it's that 6% that's going to be calling you and calling you and calling you. You didn't know how powerful 2% was until you jumped into Christ 98% and then left the 2% hanging. And that 2% showed you that it was far more powerful than you ever thought it could be. How powerful was it? You found yourself back at square one all over again. Today, God is saying, if there's anybody in the building that wants to be 100% in, he understands you're not going to change years overnight. But we begin today. I offer you the invitation to come on down, to give your life to Jesus, to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, your thinking no longer is necessary. Your thinking is no longer needed. Do you know that this Bible is so cold that you could operate every day of your life strictly off the word of God and make not one mistake? I know they told you that you're going to always be a sinner. That's not biblical. It says all have sinned. That's why, there's a, that's why Apostle Paul said, if you sin, there is a mediator. And his name is Christ Jesus. If you sin. And the word if indicates that, but you might not. Is there anybody in the building today that says, I'm ready to give my life over? To him. We offer you the invitation to come down. Some of you are sitting there saying, well, you know, I got saved last week and I got saved last Monday. You know, I, I don't want this to be like last year when I got saved 10 times. And, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, God don't care nothing about that. If today you desire to give your life over, that means that it's no longer yours. It's no longer yours. We offer you the invitation to come if there's anybody in the building that says, listen, today's the day that I want to rededicate my life to Christ. Today's the day that I want to, I want to stand up and say, no more. No more halfway in. No more 90% in. No more kind of in. No more I'm in when I'm in church. But I'm all the way in. Today I'd like to rededicate my life to Christ. I offer you the invitation to come on down. If there's anybody in the building today. <laughs> See, rededication is my favorite part of the jam. It is my favorite. Let me tell oh, I love me some rededication. 
Because if it was not for rededication, see, I wouldn't be able to stand here today. You understand what I'm saying to you? I bless God for rededication. It gives me the opportunity. It gave me the opportunity to start all over again. And when you take that new start, I'm talking about, man, you got to have a Philippians 3 and 13 mindset, which, I, you know, I ain't paying attention to nothing in my past. I'm, you, you understand me? I'm, 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 I'm walking into the newness. I'm walking toward the upward call of Christ. Yeah. Satan will not guilt me and shame me any longer. Satan will not have me over in a corner beating the brakes off me with all of my past mistakes, failures, and letdowns. I'm, I'm, I'm starting anew today. If we have anybody in the building that says, I'm saved and I'm straight, but I just need prayer, I'll offer you the invitation to come on down. Now, before you jump up out your seat, make sure that you won't change for what you're praying for. Don't come down if you don't want it to really change. Amen? If there's anyone in the building, the desires prayer today. We offer you the invitation to come forward. Hallelujah. Spirit of the Lord is here. The spirit, the spirit of the Lord is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The awesome thing about the Spirit of the Lord is when He when He shows up, He don't say, What are we gonna do? When the Spirit shows up, when the Lord shows up, he comes with provision. He comes already ready. He comes with the answers. Lord have mercy. Is it anybody in the building that needs answers today? Because if you need answers, you shouldn't be in your seat. If you need breakthrough, you shouldn't be in your seat. If you need a new way, a new beginning, you shouldn't be in your seat. Hallelujah.